high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Happy Thursday to you all, one and everybody, however you're listening and wherever you are listening from. I'm Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Eric Franson is absent today, gone not dead, alive but not forgotten. He'll be back with us tomorrow here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan, the Full Court Press. You can also stream us on 106.9thefan.com. If you want to join the show, you can text in at 435-339-0321. We're going to kick off our show with a bang, a firework, if you will. One of my favorite people in the world, and I've never met him in person. I've only spoke to him, and he's the kindest human being that I could possibly think of. Uh, Bob Soshi, he's the New England Patriots radio play-by-play voice and one of the best at it in the business. Bob, how are you? I'm great, Ajay, but I was a bit confused there with that introduction. I was, I was expecting you to, to throw it to somebody else, but uh, it's good to be <laughs> with you. And I hope you and everyone listening is doing well, obviously. Uh, these are difficult times, but uh, you know everybody uh, out there, I hope you're all safe and sound. Oh, let's start there, if I may, Bob. What is the atmosphere like in New England with this whole coronavirus and kind of suspending a lot of NFL, I guess NFL spring, if you will? Yeah, well, it's it's been really a point, and it's not just with the, the news we're going to get to momentarily, and I'm going to start with the sports angle first. I'm going to, I'm going to work it in order of unimportance to the important matters. You know, over the course of the last few weeks, Red Sox fans have seen Mookie Betts traded a very popular player here, part of the World Championship. And, of course, uh, one of the, the great icons in New England sports history, if not uh, the, the, the person who, you know, would be uh, the first to go on that Mount Rushmore of Boston athletes, if you will, with Tom Brady signing with Tampa Bay, or at least announcing his decision to leave with the, uh, the Patriots and then coming to an agreement. With the Buccaneers, there's been you know, really a surreal feel around here, sports-wise, and it has coincided as well with you know, what the nation is dealing with in terms of the ramped-up efforts because of the, the spread of the coronavirus, and in particular Boston as a hub of uh, medical uh, teaching hospitals and, and, and medical uh, innovation. Uh, and uh, as, as a place where we've seen uh, the, the, the number of positive cases increase pretty dramatically and uh, over the last few weeks and, and, and leading to really major changes in, uh, in the way we go about our lives like elsewhere. We've had our schools shut down now. This, this is the first full week that our schools have been shut down uh, here in, in my town outside of Boston. And uh, we've, you know, we've seen the effects start to take hold in other ways, too. And for me personally, uh, my wife is in the medical profession. She's on the, she's on the front lines of this. So I've uh, you know had a dual experience of, of trying to keep up with what's taking place in the two worlds. My relatively unimportant world is sports. At the same time, uh, as I try to follow the latest developments uh, from uh, news sources on the coronavirus, uh, and, and at the same time, of course, have had a peek at you know some of uh, her preparation and, and what what she's experienced thus far. So it's been really a, it, it's been uh, you know a, a time that uh, we'll get through, I hope, and uh, and and prosper from. But uh, you know, right now it's pretty grim. Uh, it's pretty grim stretch. 
Well, your wife is one of the greatest heroes right now in the, in the world who is dealing with what they've been dealing with for as chaotic as things are right now in this country. But from a sports perspective, Bob, New England in that area, the Boston area, has relished in championship glory since 2001. As you mentioned, one of the greatest icons in not only just Boston, but in sports history in Tom Brady, the Boston Red Sox, Boston Celtics. Now we're, I mean, Mookie Betts is gone. Tom Brady's gone. How cautious and how worried is this Boston area rabid fan base right now that we might be back to the years before 2001? Well, you, you, you probably know, Ajay, that uh, folks in these parts are prone to overreactions when it comes to sports <laughs> <teams>. <laughs> And we have been very spoiled. Uh, in my seven seasons alone calling Patriots games, I've had the opportunity to call six AFC championships, four Super Bowls, and three titles. Yeah. And over the course of the last 20 years, of course, the Patriots have gone on this dynastic run that is unprecedented and I think in all likelihood never duplicated in, in modern sports, especially you know, given the landscape of the NFL and the, and the nature of the NFL. And, and Tom Brady in particular has been, I think, you know, the classic Boston story of, of a, the, the guy that uh, was probably was, was overlooked when he came out of college and probably written off by just about everybody as, as the fourth quarterback on the team in 2000. And then, of course, in 2001, uh, a fresh-faced kid with a backward ball cap leads the Patriots to that improbable win over the St. Louis Rams. And you know, I was adopted by New England as a favorite and blossoms into the greatest quarterback of all time. We believe in these parts. And, you know, along with Bill Russell, I think when you look at the, the two greatest champions in team sports in New England history and, and arguably, I think, in, in uh, major American sports history, uh, certainly, uh, you know, Tom Brady and Bill Russell are in that conversation. Uh, it, it, it's been quite a jolt. I, fans here, you know, I, I think there's been so much speculation about Brady's future over the course of the last couple of years. And in particular, it's been a narrative that has been concurrent with and not only this season, all year long, but really going back to the end of the 2017 season, you know, when Brady uh, would re-up after 17 and, and, and 18, you know, the nature of the contract, the terms of the contract uh, would leave a lot of questions. How much longer is he going to play the age of Brady as, as well? Uh, how, did, how long does he want to play? How much will he play? With Belichick's track record, will he let him go uh, when it's too, uh, too soon before it becomes too late? Uh, or, you know, will, will the Patriots do something differently with Tom than they have with other athletes, uh, other players under Belichick's tenure? And as it turns out, uh, it, the team is consistent. Belichick is consistent in his style. They couldn't come to terms last summer. Uh, looks like uh, you know what, what Tom's going to get from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is is, is reflective of, of the Patriots' position, where you know they're working to overextend themselves, and it's always been a, a value cost uh, determination here with Belichick whether he wants to keep a player or move on from that player. And uh, you know, but with Brady in particular, again, it's it's not entirely a surprise because we've heard so much about it and. You know, there were a lot of signs there along the way that this was a very real possibility, whether we wanted to believe it or not. And in my case, I, I tended not to believe it. But here we are. And I think a lot of people are trying to get their heads around it. But there's been you know, so much going on, too, that uh, it, it's, it, it's been, I think, a, you know, a situation where people are, are, are trying to keep it in perspective. But when, you know, one play does resume in the NFL and, and, and we, 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 we turn back a little more attention to the sports headlines, and then I think it may really, really set in for a lot of people. And, and as far as the Patriots are concerned, 
you know, there's always been that question, who's more important to the success, success of the team, Belichick or Brady? And I think it's a, a debate that you really can't win. I think each knows and has known that he needed the other, and each has been equally important to the success of this team. But uh, that's going to be a big part of the conversation uh, here locally going forward. Uh, I got to ask, you've, as you mentioned, you've been calling Patriot games and watching the greatest of all time, competing on the mm-hmm. football field for the past seven years. What game, non-playoff, would you say is the greatest you've ever seen him play? Oh, boy, there's so many great games that he's played. And in my seven seasons alone, and to say uh, one over any others is really, really difficult. I think there's, there's a game that stands out for me in my first year. Actually, there's, there's a couple of that first year. Mm-hmm. One, I think people know uh, because of the, the reaction by my broadcast partner, Scott Zolak, <laughs> which went viral for, <laughs> for reasons. <laughs> I think I know where we're going uh, with this one. Yeah, and it was, it was a game against the Saints early in the season. It was the same Sunday, by the way. I think it was David Ortiz at a grand slam against the Tigers in the American League Championship Series. So it was a great day in Boston oh. sports. And uh, the Pats were unbeaten. The Saints were unbeaten. It was uh, early October and Drew Brees had come into Foxborough. The Saints had a late lead, a narrow lead. Looked like the Patriots had squatted to the last chance to come back and win it, and then they got a break because the Saints didn't run out the clock and had to give the ball back to the Pats. And uh, Brady, I think, threw an interception, and, and it looked like it was over. And then, remarkably, the Patriots got the ball back with one last chance. And he had people like uh, Austin Colley, Michael Ho'omanawanui, uh playing tight end at that point, uh, there was Ken Bell Tompkins, who was an undrafted free agent as a wide receiver, and basically with no timeouts and 70 yards to go, and how much time was left on the clock, Brady led the Patriots uh, to a game-winning cha- uh, uh, touch touchdown on a throw to Ken Bell Tompkins, which led my partner to start screaming, "Show ponies!" You know, where's the beef? And where's the beef? Exactly. So that's that's one that stands out. Uh, but I think the, the game that I would point to was a little bit later in the season. It was against the Denver Broncos. It was a Sunday night game. And the Patriots in the first half turned it over several times, and the Broncos built a 24 nothing lead on a windy, frigid night. It was, it was really an unforgiving night uh, for the quarterbacks, especially. And it was uh, the, Bron- the Broncos with Peyton Manning, uh, and, and also that remarkable start with that storied offense. They wound up breaking all of the Patriots' 2007 records, basically. That year, they had this 24 nothing lead, but then Brady leads the Patriots back in the second half, and the Pats actually take the lead and then relinquish it, and then get the game tied and goes into overtime. And uh, on a punt in the wind, uh, Wes Welker, and it was after Bill Belichick on the coin toss, decided to punt it away, uh, kick it off to Denver. The Patriots took the win because of the conditions, and, and, and Welker uh, couldn't feel the punt. They wanted hitting one of his teammates. The Patriots recovered, and they wanted right. kicking uh, a field goal to win it. Uh, to think about the game and the circumstances, frigid, windy, unforgiving, down 24 nothing to this high-octane offense from Denver. And Brady comes back and leads the Patriots again with a, with a cast offensively that wasn't rich in talent in a lot of ways. Uh, so from that first year of 2013 for me, those, the, those are two regular season games that certainly stand out. I still remember when in that Saints game when Brady threw deep to Edelman, and Edelman had turned the wrong way, if I remember right, and it was picked off. And I remember Scott... Zolak saying immediately after, that's probably your ball game. I think he said that a few times in a few different games, but that one I was like, gosh, dang, if he's saying it now, it's got to be over. And uh, just, oh, that was in clutch. Yeah, the Saints game, it it was like three last chances to win it. And one of the great things about that particular game was that Brady was mic'd up. 
and NFL Films did a terrific job of, of chronicling that win, that comeback, particularly with the cast of players that surrounded him in the huddle. And it's it's you know a, a testament to what he did for so long for this team, lifting players that were uh, you know in the eyes of a lot of people around the league pedestrian, or at least certainly not stars, and and like all great athletes, all great uh, winners, uh, making them better. And, you know, as the quarterback of the Patriots, you think about the success that he had, all the Super Bowls, all the championship games. You know, I think about a game in the NFC Championship that he lost a few couple of years ago in which he really didn't play particularly well for much of the day because he was constantly being beaten. It was against the Broncos in, at the end of the 2015 mm-hmm. season. And the Patriots, an offensive line that was, was injured all season long and, and really beat up, and the Broncos had Vaughn Miller, and, and they were uh, – they were able to tee off on the quarterback and the Pats were down and Brady somehow, you know, managed to get that team back in the game and within a two point conversion of time in the final 12 seconds. And, and as much as the wins, you know, that, that kind of effort, that kind of game where he was always in it until the end. Uh, that's one of the things that stands out to me. There's never been a better competitor in the NFL. I'm, I'm sure than Tom Brady, uh, just the way you, know, you can look at Michael Jordan in, in the NBA and the, the compete level of the legendary practices, that's the same with Brady in his career as a Patriot. Bob Soshi, the radio play-by-play voice of the New England Patriots, joins us here on the Full Court Press. Bob, what is your first or I guess your most memorable interaction with Tom Brady off the field? Uh, you know, I, I shared this earlier today a little bit uh, with uh, Richard Deitch on the Athletic.com. Oh, yeah. he, he contacted a number of uh, New England media to ask us to give advice to uh, our counterparts in Campus St. Pete. Hmm. And one of the things, and I, and, I, and I felt reassured afterwards because I thought it was a consistent theme throughout with a, with a lot of my colleagues here. One of the things that's always stood out to me about Brady giving the transcendent life that he leads, of course, people know him as a football star, but there is also a large percentage of our you know, population that knows him as Giselle uh, Bunchen's husband and uh, know him from the commercial endorsements and, and, and know him because of the looks and, and things that you know, are related to his, his, his football career, but not necessarily you know, have to do with his everyday duties as a football player. And, you know, one of the things that, that has stood out to me in the seven years that I've been around with limited contact, I, I know Tom, I don't know him well, he knows me. Uh, we've done some things together uh, with annual Q&As uh, at the stadium or, you know, uh, being around the, the, the locker room and, and uh, the team as I have, you get to know somebody a little bit, but he's always been the kind of guy who, in passing, would see someone, whether it was the radio broadcast or someone on the media relations staff or and just somebody working around the stadium in any capacity. And he's the kind of guy who looks you in the eye and, and says, you know, hi and knows your name and makes you feel like, you know what, you're important to him. And I think it's, it's quality that uh, leaders exhibit, people with charisma. And that's one of the things that I, I think about with him and his teammates. You never hear a, a current or former Patriots teammate say really any disparaging words about Brady. And they often talk about him as a person being better than him as a player. And, and, and I can understand that just from those very small interactions. It may not seem like a lot to people listening, but I can assure you, in fact, you know, we probably all, all could recite any number of people in our lives who, you know, are, are 
uh, it, in, you know, maybe uh, more accomplished or even less accomplished than we are. And, and, you know, don't take that time to say hello and acknowledge us. And, and in the case of Tom Brady, it, it probably as grounded as anybody could be, given his fame and the celebrity and a lot of the people that he's usually associating with outside of football. You know, he, he's still the kind of guy that uh, took time to recognize the, the and I don't mean this in a, in a belittling way, you know, the little people uh, who were around him. He, he, he seemed to take a genuine interest in that. I got to ask, where does the New England Patriots go from here? That is a, <laughs> that is the million dollar question. You asked me earlier about the, the reaction of the fans and, and uh, whether they're uh, optimistic, pessimistic, or just where the, their minds are at, uh, where our minds are at these days as we look ahead of the, the future. It, it looks like right now that, you know, they have a quarterback who has promise in Jared Stidham. And you hear a lot of behind-the-scenes reviews from teammates and other people around the organization that he really made a lot of progress last year during the regular season. I thought he certainly played well in the preseason, all things considered. And he's someone who came out of Auburn, I think, with a a pretty big upside uh, in in the eyes of a lot of draft evaluators after a disappointing senior year at Auburn. And had he played as well as he did as a junior, might have been a first or second round pick. So they've got somebody, I think, who entering his second year is a quarterback they like a lot. And they have Cody Kessler behind him. There's been a lot of names that have floated around they might be interested in, whether through free agency or trade, talking about veterans, some journeymen, some uh, quarterbacks who might have just lost the starting job for the first time. You've heard Peter King mention Andy Dalton's name in the past, and you know he's, he's a guy that's often talked about here these days, and it's really an unknown. They're losing a lot of people these days. They've lost Kyle Van Noy and Jamie Collins, along with others defensively. Uh, they have uh, made a trade with the Lions to send Gerard Harmon, who's played a lot of snaps in the secondary the last seven years, uh, with Brian Flores in Miami, Matt Patricia in Detroit, Vrabel in Tennessee, and uh, you know Joe Judge, Joe Judge now in New York. All former Patriots or former Patriots assistants, and a lot of players were landing <laughs> in those locales. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what this team does. But with Belichick, I, you know, you never want to count the Patriots out. The division certainly. I think it's going to be a lot more strenuous looking ahead. For the Bills, it's all a matter of whether Josh Allen can develop uh, with Diggs now and their defense. Uh, they're getting they're getting a lot better allowed, and it's going to be up to him. And with the Dolphins, I think the way they finished last year and, and a lot of the things they've done this offseason, it really bodes well for Miami. So the Patriots are going to have the work cut out for them, that's for sure. I have a selfish, selfish question to ask you. I stalk you on Twitter like crazy, sure. and I see all your jogs and your runs and all the great sites you go to. I'm actually hoping with a friend to be in Boston this summer. What were some of the places you would suggest to go see? In Boston, I think there's so many. You know, Boston's a great, Boston is a, a, a great sightseeing city because it's a small city, and it's, it's a place where you can literally walk from one side of the city, the waterfront, uh, the North End, which is a you know, great eating area, or the Freedom Trail, which, of course, uh, includes some of our most historic sites here locally, uh, across town and through the common, and uh, you know, eventually work your way to uh, some of the uh, the high rent shopping districts uh, on Newbury Street and the Back Bay of Boston. Great restaurants, you know, so much to see. Uh, in, in really a, a pretty small geographical place, but I, I think you start with the history here. You, you start with uh, Faneuil Hall, you start with um, 
you know, the, the, the Freedom Trail itself and, and, and all, get all the designations there, spend some time in the common and, uh, you know, enjoy some of, uh, you know, the great food uh, in, in Boston. Uh, I had an opportunity to, to not too long ago speak to a group of college students who were up from the University of Mississippi, and they were here on probably our coldest day of this, of this winter. And uh, they were visiting, they were, they were doing some research for a, a sports conference, and uh, they were having a blast, so... Uh, they seem to enjoy it, and I and I think uh, you know anybody that comes to Boston uh, will as well. There's there's you know so much to so much to do, so much to see. Go whale watching, uh, hit the aquarium, uh, you know great great museums, great colleges, uh, and uh, you know it's a place that I love. You know I because uh, as a diehard Patriots fan who lives in Utah, you don't find any Patriots stuff here, so I have to do all my <laughs> shopping on Amazon. I can't wait to go to Boston and find real good stuff of Patriots stuff. Everywhere I go, I'm looking forward to that. Well, you're gonna gonna uh, find uh, you know uh, uh, a Darth of uh, number twelve jerseys, perhaps here. It's gonna be kind of, <laughs> <kind of> really strange. <laughs> uh, <that's laughs> awesome. There might be a lot more number four jerseys available next year, Ajay. <laughs> hey Bob, thank you so much for your time. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. Uh, I took more than I requested of, and you were so kind with it. Thank you, thank you so much. Hey, you're welcome, and again, I wish everybody out there the best, and you guys have gone through a lot of late, and, uh, you know, whether it's the coronavirus or, you know, other challenges in, in, in Utah, so, you know, thinking about everybody out there and appreciate the chance to talk with you. Hey, give your, uh, give your thanks, or give, me, give our thanks to your wife for uh, doing what she does as well. A lot of a lot of people out there, uh, from grocery store workers to truck drivers to you know, waste management collectors, first responders, people in the medical field, doing their part. Bob, God bless. Good luck to you. Thanks, Sasha. All right, take care. That's Bob Soshi, radio play-by-play for the New England Patriots. Uh, one of the really like, kindest human beings I've ever uh, had a chance to talk to. And as a New England Patriots fan, he is just absolutely a genuine human being. And uh, I can't say enough good things about him. So a big thanks to Bob Soshi. If you missed the interview, then you can uh, we'll put it on our podcast as soon as we possibly can. And you can tune into that. All right, uh, before we go, actually, you know what? We'll come back from break. Uh, our interns are going to be uh, are finishing up their time with us, and one of them is here. The other one decided he was just done with us. He's I, I ain't coming in. I'm done. Whatever. The uh, Gab of the intern, though, joined us back here in the studio again, uh, but our time is concluding with her, and so I want to get her on and talk to her for a little bit, and then, of course, I've got a really, really special guest. In fact, it's kind of unfortunate that he's here because he should be elsewhere right now taking care of a squad who's getting ready for an NCAA tournament game, but unfortunate circumstances have now placed him back here in Cache Valley, and I get about 90 minutes with him, and I am looking forward to it. In fact, I got a couple text messages from people. Uh, they have some questions for him, and so this will be fun. Uh, that's all coming up here on the Full Court Press, 106 on FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press, 106 on FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Grateful to have you joining, however, and wherever you are doing so. You can also stream us at 1069thefan.com. This is the Bird Hunters Turnpike. Really? Yeah. It's a jam. <laughs> In Memphis? <laughs> Oklahoma, actually. Oh, okay. 
Uh, if you don't recognize that voice, you should. He's been on before, and he it was fun. Like, 25 minutes never went by so fast, so I told him you're coming back for 90. And uh, it's going to be good stuff. We'll have him on in just a moment. But uh, for our interns, uh, so this whole quarantine thing kind of taking its toll. And uh, we've decided with the way things are going, in fact, I mean, it's it's time to get the let the interns go back to their normal lives so they can go back to having a life and not being stuck inside this place all the time. Uh, and so joining us here on the Full Court Press, Adam the intern, by the way, wasn't coming in the rest of the week. So I called him today and I said, hey, you're uh, you're actually done, man. You're off the hook. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And he like just didn't even care. So I was like, well, then you are done. Uh, and so here comes in now Gabby, the intern who joins us on the full court press as we wrap up our time with our interns. Gabby, are you, are you doing all right? Yeah, I'm good. Are you We're, sure? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I got a box of tissue. Oh, I did. Uh, yeah, you might have to use like something else. Something else. I had, <laughs> I had tissues in here somewhere. <laughs> Uh, Gabby, thank you so much for everything you've done for us. You've been one of the BEST.com best people in the world. And we, we really do appreciate you. And I haven't told you thank you. And so I want to tell you thank you and give you a chance to uh, hop on air with us. Uh, have you enjoyed your experience? I'm going to do like a, what do they call that? After you like do an internship, what do they call it? It's like an interview after. Well, exit interview. Yes. Yes. That. An exit interview. All right. How was your time here? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, of course I enjoyed it. Why? Because uh, it was fun. Okay, great okay, talk. Well, no, I just, I got to do things I didn't expect I was going to. You legit threw me on air the second day I was working here. I never, I never expected that. Um, with that... <laughs> Okay, so I guess what the question is, is did you enjoy being on air? Because, I mean, when I first met you, it was, I, I, I nicknamed you five yeah, words a day, Gabby. That wasn't true. Uh, I, I spoke less than I do now, but not five words. <laughs> uh, what is, would radio be, in, would you want radio to be in your future after you spent this much time with us, what, two, three months, four months almost? Yeah. Would you do you see radio in your future? Are you interested in being in radio in your future? Yeah, I, I hope I hope there's something for me there. Oh yeah, I'm sure there is. When when they fire me, they're gonna when call they, you. <laughs> when they fire me, and they will, they'll be like, you know what? <laughs> like you're boring. You've ran out of colorful flavor. Like we need a new personality. And according to all the texts we get, and the texts I get, and the comments I get after, they all love you. They don't even like Adam. It's all like they I love not. Her. No, I'm serious. I think they think Adam is so dry. Like, have you ever seen The Office? The Toby? Yeah. Adam is Toby. <laughs> okay? He's the HR rep, and everybody just, you know, he, he sits in the annex corner. Well, now, we, we literally sit in the annex corner. But still, like, you're the request because you're the only one with a little bit of sass. You know? I, sometimes I a little too much. <laughs> I, I try to, like, turn it back a little bit, but. Well, that's what our people love the most is that I, you actually talk back to me. Oh, well. Sometimes you deserve it. Uh, that's not entirely true. Um, yes. Gabby, do not make me turn off your mic. Okay, I will. I, go for it. <laughs> uh, Gabby, thank you so much. Yeah, of course. You've been the you've been awesome, and we greatly appreciate you. We're not done with you yet. We'll have you back yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, I'm coming back. You can't get rid of me that easily. Uh, you get three weeks off from us, though. I know. That's going to be sad. thrilling. Uh, Naps, reading no, time. Like I, I said, I've suggested some great books to you. No, 
The Little Creator books, those were awesome. Sam I Am series were some of the best first grade books ever read. All right, thank you. I appreciate it. I will look into it. <laughs> you sound so thrilled right now. <laughs> you sound so unhappy with me. Don't be unhappy with me. I'm not unhappy with you. Okay. It's not entirely my... Okay, it wasn't my call at all, actually. I don't, no. I don't make any decisions here. Uh, we will have you back on, though, in a short amount of time sooner or later. But you go enjoy the three weeks off. Go go on vacation. Go <laughs> yes, to Salt Lake or Idaho. exactly what they told me I could do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gabby, thank you so much. You've been through the best. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll look forward to talking to you in the future. Yeah. We'll course. go on more Maverick runs, more Crumble Cookie runs. Hey, Perfect. And if you all want to meet Gabby, which I know you all are listeners to, <sighs> Go Stop. to Johnny O Donuts at 4 a.m. or later. At 4 a.m. And go <laughs> grab a delicious made donut from Gabby. Made with love or sass. It depends oh, on the day. A little bit of both. Okay. made So it's going to be a little bit sour and a little bit spicy with a little bit of love. Yeah. She, yeah. You work at Johnny O's, right? Yeah, I do. So then I recommend you go get a good morning donut on a Saturday morning with a cup of hot cocoa and uh, have a good conversation with Gabby and say hi to her. Ask for Gabby the intern. If it's not made by Gabby, don't eat it. Otherwise, you're okay. <laughs> Thanks for that. All right, we're going to take a break. Coming back, it's uh, one of my favorite human beings on the planet. And we're going to play a little of the game, actually. You know what? Yeah, we're going to play a game. I'm not going to tell you what the game is yet. I would, but I'm going to wait. Uh, but it's uh, a guest that we've had on before. And the time went by so fast, I was like, well, I had this inspiration, this uh, epiphanary. And it brought on inspiration of all sorts, and I think you'll enjoy it. It's a full court press, 106 on FM, 1390 AM, the fan. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the full court press on Sports Talk Radio, the fan. This is so uncomfortably playing this song right now. <laughs> this is so... I don't know if I can do this seriously. <laughs> that was in honor of Gabby. Gabby, I, that, I mean, that's your song, right? Yeah, it is. Your I state. appreciate it. Thank Absolutely. You. <laughs> Anything for you. I can't believe I just played that song on our sports it, radio it's station. It's good. I don't, I don't, no complaints. <laughs> hey, welcome back to the Full Court Press. Gabby, the intern. I'm Audrey Salveson, 106 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan, also streaming on 106.9thefan.com. If you want to find any of our past, previous shows, interviews included, go to our podcast platform of iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and type in the Full Court Press, Eric's name, my name, uh, and you'll be able to find all our show's uh, content, special interviews, bonus stuff, uh, and our shows, even in full hours and such, and uh, listen to all your heart content. All right, uh, it is time. Enough, enough joking around. Enough with the uh, beating around the bush. My next guest, ladies and gentlemen, he's a USU men's basketball trainer, and he's been busy, busy, busy this year. Carl Smith joins us here on the Full Court Press. Carl, thanks for your time, my man. It's good to be here. Uh, I remember the last time we had you, and I, Eric told me before the interview, "Hey, I don't know if we're gonna really get. I mean, if we can get twenty-five minutes, like it's just I don't know what we're gonna ask him." We were done, and Eric looked at the clock, and he was like, oh, my gosh, that went by fast. And I said, I told you he's good. <laughs> and then so I'm sitting there laying on my couch today, and I'm like, I've got two hours, and I don't know what I'm going to do. In fact, Gabby and I had the conversation yesterday, huh, Gabby? We were like, I don't know what we're going to do tomorrow. We're like, yeah. we're, we're in trouble. Yeah. Uh-huh. We're <laughs> deep trouble. So. So I can fill some time. <laughs> I, I, call, I call you, 
And then all you you answer and you go, Ajay, you need new perspective? <laughs> I was like, yeah, come on a show. And I didn't think you were going to do it. I thought you would have been like, Noah, I'm good. I'm I'm taking a break. I'm relaxing with my kids, my wife. And uh, you were so kind to do it. And you said, how long? And I said, till six. And you're like, great. Let's do it. Uh, so let's start here. In fact, we're going to play a game in the next hour. And I'm going to teach this right now. We're going to play a game in the next hour called Ask Carl. And you are going to text into the show or tweet at me, at A-J-A-Y-S-A-L-V-Y. I say tweet at Carl, but his thing is locked. By the way, I'm still pending for an acceptance to be able to follow you on Twitter for like the last two months. I'm not a big social media guy. Well, I'm still pending. What, you, what is that? What do they call that, Gabby, like with an iPhone? You left me on red? Yeah. Red? Yeah. yeah, you left me on red. You left me on pending. That's not acceptable. Uh, so hit me up on Twitter at AJ Salvi. It's A J A Y S A L V Y. Or you can text us on our phone line at four three five three three nine zero three two one. Charges and you know our tier text messaging are as per contract tier service. So if you have unlimited texting, you can ask unlimited questions. Now I will tell you this: there are questions that Carl cannot answer. That he and he will tell us specifically. I cannot answer that, so don't get offended. <laughs> but at four three five three three nine. 0321, start texting in your questions to the Utah State men's basketball trainer. If you want to hear stories that he's allowed to tell on air, if you want to hear, I mean, just questions about, you know, what his job is like, 435-339-0321. Text into the show, and we'll read those questions during the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, Carl, uh, so it was kind of weird seeing you walk in dressed up like, I don't know, uh, what's the uh, blue-collar comedian dude? Can't even remember his name, uh. But you had like a, I mean, you looked like a farmer. You had a hat on, sweatshirt, and I was like, Carl. I, I really looked at you, double take. I was like, that's not him, because I'm used to seeing you in your like seven hundred dollars pinstripe suit, two hundred dollars shoes, one hundred fifty dollar tie, <laughs> with a two hundred dollar hair style. Like I don't know, it was just different. If it wasn't for sports medicine, I'd want to. I just want to ranch all the time. So that's my that's my dream. Uh. Here's the thing is, today is the NCAA tournament, and you guys should be in Albany, in Tampa, in Omaha, in Spokane, somewhere, playing a NCAA tournament basketball game. Instead, everybody's kind of taken off, and as the season has been canceled, the tournament's been canceled itself. Is it weird at all today for you? Has it hit you at all? Um, I was, I'm, last Thursday with the announcement, I kind of, I really saw the announcement coming last Tuesday, just the way the things were kind of trending um, and kind of going with the games being no fans and limited attendance and the finally the announcement of the cancellation on Thursday. I kind of saw it going that way. And then when I saw the official tweet and it kind of come out, it hit a little bit, but really I just felt for our guys more than anything, especially our seniors that won't have the opportunity to do that again. Um, but then just – a couple of days, you kind of move on and accept life. This morning was a little bit weird, and then you hop on Twitter, the only really social media I do, and everybody's talking about how today would be the first day of the tournament. There's all these hypothetical brackets out there, and you see that, and I just kind of haven't paid attention to much of that today and just kind of moved on like it was a normal day. Um, but I really just feel for the seniors throughout the country and those teams that it was kind of those teams and those coaches that it's kind of a one-time thing. For them and how hard they work for that opportunity to get their their first time 
is who I feel bad for. What was that conversation like when Coach announced it to you guys? Um, We were all down on the spectrum floor, and we kind of discussed it. It was just a heartfelt, honest talk about the year that we had been through. Uh, the ups and downs, the you know losing three out of four in early January, and how we fought back, and just kind of understanding that, yes, it's a sour end to the year, but we have to remember the high parts and what we did accomplish. And thank goodness our tournament was yeah. <laughs> uh, moved up a week because you'd probably have a whole different feeling about USU basketball right now if we didn't get to play that Absolutely. out. Um, so, and it was kind of, you know, that was brought up by Coach Smith quite a bit. Like, let's be let's be thankful for what we do have and for those games in, in Las Vegas that will never be forgotten and kind of focus on that and understand the serious, the seriousness of the situation with, with coronavirus and then be able to just move on and figure out what the next step is. I can only imagine, you brought this up too, and I'm glad you said it, I can only imagine how the seniors felt. Sam, especially Diogo, who has had so much love and put so much passion and blood, sweat, and tear into this. And, we, I mean, he doesn't know if he's going to be able to play basketball now. No. And to have that NCAA tournament chance taken away, just it had to hit those guys, those three, or even Roche as well, really, really hard. It did. That's who I feel bad for the most, you know. Diogo had fought so hard through this entire year um, and then was really playing his best basketball in Vegas for those three games. That's a great point. He was kind of peaking at the right moment um, and then to have that that opportunity taken away from you. But I think, you know, and I've talked to most of our players since the announcement, since that conversation, I think most of them are doing pretty well. And I just got a, I got a text here from uh, – you can all text into the show to ask uh, Carl a question. The USU men's basketball trend here joining us on the Full Court Press for until the end of the show this evening. Grateful to have him. Uh, he texted in and, and said, did Sam say anything to the team when after Craig had said his words? Um, I don't remember Sam saying anything. I could be wrong. It was kind of an emotional moment and especially emotional for those, yeah. um, those three individuals. Uh, but I know – after the conversation, we kind of each had our own conversations with everybody. You know, we kind of gave everybody a hug and a handshake and just kind of had little conversations. So the message from everybody got out and the love was love was spread in that moment and kind of understanding that, you know, we, we got to think about this positively. Uh, what about, uh, I guess, for you and, and the coaching staff, I know we, you kind of brought up how you guys are trying to move on. Was it as easy as you thought because you knew ahead of time that this tournament was going to be canceled? Uh, or did it still hit the same? No, it hit the same. It it's, it's, it's like one of those things in life that you know is coming, but you're never fully prepared for. Because um, when, it, when it does hit and you see the official NC, like even you know Jeff Goodman and a couple other people have tweeted that it was canceled, and then you see that, you're like, ah, well, maybe they have it wrong, which those guys rarely do have it wrong. <laughs> um, almost never. Uh, they wait till they have some pretty solid sources before they release anything. And then a few minutes later, you see that NCAA official announcement. You're like, well, there it is. And then it kind of just sinks in. 9315 text in, and I'll, I'll read this right now. He says, I am a ranch guy too, but what makes you want to be a rancher? And what is your favorite rodeo event if you have one? I'm a bull riding guy. If, if I had to, it would be straight bull riding. Um, what makes me want to ranch? That's a good question. Uh, just, I have a little bit of it in my family history. But just working for what you earn, it's just kind of that just intrigues me to the to the utmost. Just those guys 
you get what you put into it, 100%. Did I ever tell you I was a clown at a rodeo once? Only once. Cause I I'm was not like, surprised. I was five foot nothing and like 120 <laughs> soaking wet. And I had these big bulls and, you know, our job is to like, you know, distract the bull or whatever. I'd distract the bull and then his eyes would lay on me like I was like a fun-sized candy bar. And it would chase right after me and I wet my pants. So I'm like hopping over the bar and I, I did it once and I never did it again. It was it was fun and it was adrenaline rush. I'd never do it again though. I'm, I, I would never do that. I'd I, ride a bull before I was a clown. Have you rode a bull yet? Twice in my life. How long have you lasted? Um, the first one I lasted the whole time, but... Uh, I was, really? <laughs> I, la- I lasted eight <laughs> seconds. But uh, to be honest, they opened the chute and the bull just kind of waddled its way out and ran down <laughs> ran down the corral. It wasn't very impressive. Second one, it was probably 0.2 seconds. So wow. <laughs> I wasn't on there long. But that was in high school. That's a long time ago. Did you break any bones? No. No. Because you usually break a leg or something. I mean, <laughs> fractured ribs or just watching them ride. No, I'm too, I'm, too bi- I'm too big now and too big then to be a bull rider. But I wanted to do it once in life. But you said you did in high school, is that right? Yeah, I was probably 17. I was in Arkansas at the time. Would you ever do it again? No, no. So not no. Not a chance. Not a chance. <laughs> That's good stuff. Hey, you can text into the show and ask Carl a question at 435-339-0321. Another question comes in from 6832. What is time like for you in the off season? Um, The truth about... Division one college basketball is there's not a lot of off season. Mm. Um, <laughs> we do. Um, I mean, during the almost entire summer, we do have eight weeks available from the NCAA. And so we're able to do our individual workouts and our weight sessions. So it's really not an off season. You get a little bit of May and a little bit of August, but there's a lot more downtime, obviously in June and July. So that in Cash Valley is spending as much family time as I can. Uh, we try to get home to see family Every year is kind of a goal of ours. We do that, and then outside of that, try to fill it with either fly fishing or taking the Jeep up in the up in the mountains or kind of just enjoying the outdoors, which is what we love about Utah the most. We're going to take a break. Coming back, we'll have more with Carl Smith. He's, he'll be here with us until the end of the show, and so you can ask all your questions that you want, 435-339-0321. You can text into the show or hit me up on Twitter, at AJ Salvi. It's A-J-A-Y-S-A-L-V-Y. More with Carl Smith here on the Full Court Press, 106 NFM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Dodge Salveson, Gabby the intern here. Carl Smith, USU men's basketball trainer here, is joining me on the Full Court Press. Final three minutes of this show, or of this hour, we'll put a bow on it and get ready for the second hour. Again, you can text into the show at 435-339-0321 to share your thoughts, or at least ask questions to Carl. What do you want to know about USU men's basketball or his experience as a trainer? Uh, we also get into the three nights in Vegas, the three historic nights in Vegas, where Sam put on a show for the ages. And Coach Smith did some of his best work in his two years here at Utah State. Uh, we'll get into that in more. You also hit me up on Twitter at AJ Salvi, A-J-A-Y-S-A-L-V-Y. Uh, hey, final two minutes here. Let's let's dip outside of USU basketball and such. Uh, you're a boy from the South, correct? Memphis? 100%. Well, I'm, this is an interesting story. 
Um, we talked about this a little bit my first time. My dad was in the Air Force. Yes. We moved a little bit of everywhere. I don't really have a home, to be honest, but I call home South Carolina. That's where my family's from and my dad's family. I've spent a bunch of time there. But I went to school in Arkansas and Georgia, Virginia, so just kind of all around the South. So outside of Utah State, where would your college allegiance, a fan allegiance, be to? Clemson. Everybody knows that. Oh, so, so it's not Gamecock? Everyone at US, Utah State knows that. No, it's not. <laughs> it's 100% Clemson. I have... I have a dog named Dabo at home. Who would you rather take, Deshaun Watson or Trevor Lawrence in a national championship game? It's like picking your favorite kid. (laughs) 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 Um, You got one game. Probably Deshaun because he was the first to do it. Trevor's been pretty impressive, though, hasn't he? He's still got one more year. So in a year, the answer could change. Ooh, good point. (laughs) Where's Sammy Watkins at now? Um, I think he's a free agent. Is he a free agent? I believe he is an unrestricted free agent as far as I know, but he is not signed. I haven't heard any news on that. As of yet, that's going to change. That has to change. Uh, injuries have slowed him down, but when he's healthy, there's not, there's not a ton better, to be honest. In this dynasty that has been the Clemson Tigers, is he the best to come out of it from Clemson? As far as wide receiver? Or uh, as far as any position. Um, I would say DeAndre Hopkins, which is probably, I mean, to me, he's the best wide receiver in the, in the, we have to get into that conversation. We have to get into that of Houston Texans saying no, thank you. I was a fan of the Houston Texans till about two days ago. (laughs) (laughs) And then they're going to share their allegiance with the, uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. (laughs) Exactly. That's incredible. (laughs) Uh, Carl Smith there. Gabby the intern over there on the opposite side. I'm AJ Salveson. This is the Full Court Press on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM The Fan. We're about to wrap up here the first hour. We'll get you ready for the second hour. If you missed any of the first hour, put it on our podcast so you can listen to it, including Bob Soshi, radio play-by-play voice of the New England Patriots, who joined us to talk about Tom Brady, uh, the legacy that he, lived in, that he left in New England. Now he goes to Tampa Bay. Where do the Patriots go from here? And some of his favorite sites in Boston, that was actually kind of a fun question to ask him. I still need to make a trip out there to New England and uh, support the guys. Second hour of the Full Court Press coming up here next on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Today should be one of the best days on the sports calendar, opening day of the NCAA tournament. And typically, many of us are making up creative excuses to get out of work. Unfortunately, we don't need those excuses today. Instead, most of us are at home with no games to watch. It's a strange day. We've all had years where high seeds get tripped up early. There's no worse feeling than having your brackets blown up on day one or day two, but it happens. Even a number one seed falling to a 16 seed two years ago when UMBC knocked out Virginia. Of course, the real money is won later on in the tournament. We actually overreact to day one, but seeing all those games is still the best. One of the many things that we'll miss during this strange time Instead of getting sad, let's all think back to some of the great tournament moments that we've had in recent memory. And then look ahead to the games coming back, we hope, very, very soon. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.